You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, where are they now? We're going to talk about where some of our favorite ex-Kings wound up in free agency. And I talked to Laura and Scott from Locked On Canadians all about our favorite boy, Tyler Toffoli. That is all on today's show of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. My name is Sarah Avampato. I am your host, and I am excited to get to walk down memory lane about our good special boy, Tyler Toffoli. He is, of course, not the only former king to find a new home in this offseason. We, of course, knew that despite our best wishes, uh, the kings were not going to sign him back. Uh, It was not something that was in the plan or anything like that. And instead, Toffoli signed with the Montreal Canadiens. He signed a four-year deal, a $17 million contract, so an average cap hit of $4.25 million for Tyler Toffoli uh, in Montreal. Uh, He has already kind of talked about, you know, how he was a little disappointed that things didn't work out in Vancouver, even though he, you know, now understands more like the cap situation and all that stuff that they're in. It made sense to him once he sort of learned all that, that uh, it wasn't going to work out for him. And he talks about how his agent, Pat Brisson, is uh, kind of who helped sell him on going to the Canadians. He is a close friend of Mark Bergevin, who is the general manager of the Canadians and uh, talked about, you know, to Tyler and his wife about Montreal, about what it would be like to live there and just sort of kind of helped sell them on on the the, the location, the team and everything. So uh, a little a little birdie in Tyler's ear to get him uh, to sign with Montreal. So that is where our good boy Tyler Toffoli is is headed. And like I said, uh, later in the show, I talk with Laura and Scott from Locked on Canadians all about uh, our good boy Tyler Toffoli. Uh, One former king who does not have a new contract yet is Trevor Lewis, which I am sad about. I think that someone needs to sign Trevor Lewis and I don't want him to be an Ottawa senator, but maybe the Ottawa senators should sign Trevor Lewis. Cal Clifford also left in free agency. He is headed to the St. Louis Blues to put a little bit of grit back into their lineup. He signed a two-year, $2 million contract with them. So did not re-sign in Toronto, did not let the Kings get that higher draft pick from the Maple Leafs, but instead will be staying in the Western Conference and, uh, getting a little feisty in St. Louis. St. Louis, of course, no stranger to gritty ex-Kings. They also uh, have signed previously Jordan Nolan, who has spent most of his time down in the AHL with uh, St. Louis's uh, AHL team, but uh, no stranger to gritty ex-Kings on the St. Louis Blues. Brad Richardson, who's like super, super ex-King, is no longer going to be with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, They did not re-sign him. He is going to Nashville uh, for the upcoming season, staying in the conference and will provide a depth option for the Predators. And, you know, worst case scenario, he, I guess, gets sent to the Milwaukee Admirals in the AHL. Uh, Paul Ledoux is another player who left in free agency. Uh, just his tenure with the Kings did not work out. He went from being kind of a, 
untouchable prospect to someone who just couldn't quite get everything together to really stick on the Kings. He is headed to the Washington Capitals, where he also talked with former teammate Nick Dowd, who is still with the Caps, uh, about the team and about what it would be like to play for them. So uh, Paul Ledoux heads east all the way to Washington. That's kind of the highlights of the uh, the where are they nows. So I guess it's all it's time to get all up in our feelings about Tyler Toffoli. So it is time to check in with Laura and Scott from Locked On Canadians as I give them the lowdown on Toffoli, his game, and his uh, less than printable hockey nickname. We wanted to talk to somebody who knows Tyler Toffoli's game inside and out, and who better than like the Locked On Podcast Network's LA Kings expert. Sarah, are you still with us? I am. I've actually just been thinking about Brendan Gallagher harassing the Boston Bruins for the next however many years he's under contract. So like, I've been pretty well occupied with, with that image. <laughs> Earlier today, I, I sent uh, I sent Scott a message because Vancouver fans were, were rubbing their hands together with glee. And I was like, I would rather see him go to Buffalo. And he was like, how dare you say that? And I was like, well, it's better than Boston. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and so, you know, speaking of evil teams, uh, like Tyler Toffoli has not signed with an evil team. They, he signed with Montreal and... You are a big fan of his. I am. He's a player who I totally understand why the Kings moved on from him, why they traded him at the deadline, why, you know, obviously they did not get him back or anything. Uh, But from both an on-ice perspective and also just sort of like a fan favorite in the community kind of perspective, uh, he's a player who I'm going to miss a lot on, on my team. And I'm glad that he went to a team in the other division that I don't have to like have bad feelings about. If he had stayed in Vancouver, it would have been a little like, now we have to see, it's like seeing your ex all the time because <laughs> you work next door to each other or something. Like at least he's, he's a little further away. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt when um, Max Pacioretty went to Vegas. Oh, Vegas. <laughs> I don't even want to think about them. <laughs> It's so, all right. They're going to be in debt with how much they're paying Alex Petrangelo for the next forever, quite basically. So eventually Max Petrangelo will probably be back because they're going to have to trade him when they get bored with their slightly newer shiny toy that they've only been around for, what, three, four years now that they've gone through like their entire roster already somehow. Yeah. And have no cap space. You hate yeah. to see it. You hate to see it. I will always be grateful to Vegas, though, for Nick Suzuki. And I know, Sarah, you are a big fan of Nick's as well. Um, And we've talked before about how you've covered him um, in his junior years. Junior years or was it college? It was college, wasn't it? Um, It was the the brief blip he played in the AHL. There we go. Um, And that was very brief because he made the Montreal Canadiens right out of camp this year, this past season. So um, I guess let me ask you, so the way that the Canadians kind of their centers are structured right now is their top three are Philippe Deneau, who's widely, uh, we've talked about Philippe Deneau together as well, but he's (laughs) widely accepted to be, you know, like the top line center at this point. Um, And then in the playoffs, uh, Kotkaniemi and Nick Suzuki took giant leaps forward and Kotkaniemi is kind of more an aggressive, like uh, four checker. Philippe Deneau was more of a two-way, you know, he's like, he's really, really solid defensively. And then Nick Suzuki is basically a genius. 
Um, out of these three guys, like, who do you think Toffoli would probably play best with? I actually think it would be interesting to see him with Suzuki. Uh, Toffoli had his best seasons playing alongside Jeff Carter, who has a pretty good two-way game. You know, I, I feel like people who don't watch him a lot recently think that that's a lie, but it's true. Like, he is, <laughs> you know, he, he's not like sitting around being like, oh, no, the puck's in my zone, whatever. Um, but but the years that he was the best was when Carter was at his best as well, at being active 200 feet of the ice and being able to, most importantly, get the puck to Toffoli because he pretty much always – I didn't look this stat up, but I feel that it's true in my heart. Like, he pretty much always would lead the team or be close to the lead in shots. He, If you give Tyler Toffoli the puck, he is going to shoot it at the net. Uh, so Toffoli really needs someone who is going to help him do that, who is going to be good at the sort of playmaking, the distribution of the puck kind of aspect. More with Laura and Scott about Tyler Toffoli coming up next. Quickly, though, let's talk about rockauto.com because chances are you're looking to save money, you're looking to save time, you're looking to get everything you need done without having to leave your house, and rockauto.com can help you do all of those things. They are a family-owned business. They are serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So you can go to rockauto.com and shop for auto body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have basically everything you could possibly need for your car and their search and navigation system is super easy to deal with. All you really do is you just go and you look on the menu for your car for the make the model of the year and it spits out all the different things that they have parts for that you can order to put onto your car. Prices are always reliably low, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer or someone who is just like, I can change a windshield wiper. All of those categories of people, you can buy the same things on rockauto.com. So you're going to save money because it's less expensive than big box chain stores. You're going to save time because all you do is you go and you make a couple clicks and then it gets sent to you and you don't have to leave your house because it'll be mailed right to you. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you're right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. I think that he would succeed kind of whoever you put him next to. And the Kings had experimented, especially over the past couple years, as Jeff Carter has become not quite so good since he was in 2014. Toffoli's played up with Andre Kopitar a lot. So he is, you know, also if you're putting him up against other teams, top lines, which he would do playing alongside Andre Kopitar, like he can hold his own there. But I, I really kind of like the idea of putting him with someone a little speedy who has a little bit of a creative mindset in terms of how they view the game, especially because Toffoli, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more too, is not necessarily the fastest of skaters. And so having someone who can kind of counteract that, I think is really helpful for him. Like someone who is already going to get into the zone, who's going to know where the positioning is. So Toffoli can kind of come up the wing and do his magic, but I'm re- like I'm 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 not saying this because I'm biased towards Nick Suzuki because I also love Philippe No Dino, uh, but I I think this Suzuki would be pretty cool to watch him with. I think that's what's going to end up happening, and and we talked about it with Allison Lucan on on yesterday's show is that you know Claude Julian is really good with the line blending thing, so at some point he's going to try all these combinations out, 
And it's entirely possible that throughout the year they consistently change because when you've got somebody like like Nick Suzuki or Philippe Dano, like you you you've got these guys who are able to do so many different things that they're able to bring out the best in so many different players, but they can only be on with two forwards at a time. So I feel like it, it, it's kind of like an abundance of riches is how I'm going to look at it because, you know, we talked so much over the years that the Canadians don't have a finisher, they don't have elite game-breaking talent and all of that. But right now what they have is like game, like, I guess playmaking, not game-breaking, playmaking. Um, they've got a lot of playmaking, so they're going to be able to become really creative in the in the offensive zone. And I just from everything that I understand about Tyler Toffoli is that he's also really good at that creativity aspect. Yeah. I think that's really kind of where he excels. He's not necessarily going to be the guy who is kind of running your whole line and, and kind of running everything on the ice. But I think pairing him with someone who has that sort of vision will be really good. And, you know, part of the problem with the Kings is they just don't necessarily have a lot of those people to pair him with. Uh, he, this season, he started doing really well when he was put up with Andre Kopitar, um, especially, you know, at the, like the, the stadium series, which was, you know, basically his last great moment as a King where he scored all three of the Kings goals in that game. But, you know, he did that a lot b- beside Andre Kopitar, who has, you know, such great on ice vision and is just really skilled at knowing the right plays to make. So, Yeah, Toffoli is someone who is good at like driving the play because if you get him the puck, he's going to do something with it. But I think he a lot of times needs someone to get the puck to him to be able to make things happen. So when we booked Sarah as a guest, we did ask you guys what your thoughts were and if you had any questions based on her expertise about Tyler Toffoli. Um, And so here we go. We've got we'll start with our friend Kyle from Locked on Sharks, <laughs> who had like <laughs> an interesting question because I was like, well, now I don't feel so good anymore. But then he had a, follow- a funny follow-up. So his question was, was Toffoli at any point in LA an above average finisher? Because he severely underperforms his expected goals now and Montreal needs some finish. Good question, Kyle. Way to go. Um, <laughs> So the the kind of gold like benchmark really for Tyler Toffoli is his 2015-16 season where he had 31 goals and everyone was like, this is the player that we're getting. He's finally emerged. It was his third full season in the league. Everyone's like, this is great. This is who he is. And then every season since then, his shooting percentage has has dropped in a little in ways. That year, he had 14.6% shooting average. The next year, it dropped to 9.7. The 2018-19 season, which was the one where everyone was like, oh, no, his shooting percentage was 5.8. It rebounded this past year, uh, which, of course, was when the Kings traded him. I think that that he is someone who, you know, because he does shoot the puck so much, he is going to have much higher sort of expected goals statistics because he, he loves, he loves it. He shoots the puck. Like anytime (laughs) you get in, in 10 games with the Canucks, he had 38 shots. And, you know, so that's, you know, three, four shots a game. Usually he would sometimes be the only player on the Kings who was getting any sort of action and just really seemed to succumb to like the Kings curse of just suddenly not being able to put the puck in the net. 
And part of that is why I think that he does kind of need just a change in scenery. I think the the pressure sort of was getting to him of knowing that he was underperforming given his past performance in, in LA, given the expectations that everyone had. And it also helped, didn't help that he had a bad team around him. He had a declining Jeff Carter. He had a Tanner Pearson on his wing who was also in the same sort of situation of seeing his performance dip and dip. And then as soon as Pearson went to Vancouver, like, oh, surprise, he's actually a good player. He was just sort of stuck on the Kings. So I, I think that, you know, he's not necessarily an elite finisher. He doesn't always he doesn't have the, you know, accuracy necessarily to to cash in on more more shots than he does. But I think he's also just been really unlucky and I think that that's unfortunately been the story for the Los Angeles Kings as a whole and Toffoli in particular. But, you know, in Vancouver, in 10 games, he had six goals. Uh, He had a pretty strong performance in the handful of playoff games that he played as well. Do I think he's a 31 goal scorer every year? No, I don't think that that is going to be the case. I think that that was a very fun year. The uh, Kings fan base had a cupcake tracker for this. Every time he scored, there was like a little cupcake gif and like a little maze kind of thing that people did. He likes cupcakes. We'll probably talk more about that later. Um, (laughs) But I don't think he's that player. I don't think that's what you should expect out of him is 30 goals. But, you know, in the, you know, 2025 range, I think is perfectly acceptable. He had 24 this past season split over the Kings and the, and the Canucks. And that felt about right for him. I've got more feelings about Tyler Toffoli. If you want to follow along with him in his journey next season, make sure you're following Locked on Canadians. You subscribe to their show. You follow them on social media. Uh, Laura and Scott are both highly entertaining people. And uh, I, I definitely recommend giving Locked on Canadians a follow to keep up with our special boy, Tyler Toffoli. Before we get back to the Toffoli facts, let's talk about Built Go because I don't know about you, but I have been working just kind of round the clock lately and have found myself kind of needing that extra burst of energy to get through my day, to get through whatever I need to finish for my job, to break through that wall. Well, BuiltGo can help you break through your wall, whatever it is. Built Go is here for you. It is a healthy replacement for your energy drink, for your caffeinated beverage of choice, but the energy isn't fake. It is long lasting, it is all natural, and it is from the people who brought you Built Bar. So you know already that you are getting a great product that is also not terrible for your body. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint, and is the best workout gel on the market. It's like drinking a big monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and much better results. So visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Check it out. Investigate the flavors. Go get some BuiltGo. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Feels like he's going to fit right in with the Canadians then in that, hey, we do a lot of puck shooting and getting chances and the puck just never goes in. So I feel like he's going to fit in great with like Brendan Gallagher and Arturi Lekanen and everyone else who (laughs) gets all of these chances and then gets zero reward for it. But at the (laughs) same time, with that many shots, it feels like the Canadians plan this year is, well, if we just maim the goalie with pucks, eventually they got to go in, right? Like... 
Right. It's it's going to be death by puck cannon or puck machine gun this year. And then Shea Weber's going to hit one. And then a goalie's just going to like force ghost like Obi-Wan in the new hope. He's just going to disappear in his goalie equipment and they're going to score. This is, that is what their plan is this year. And it's going to be Matt Murray of the Ottawa Senators. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Matt Murray. Like, he wasn't cursed enough from the playoffs this year. Oh, man. Poor guy. Um, so, Kyle has a follow-up question. Also, what kind of dumbass nicknames did they give him? Oh, the hockey nickname. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Um, mostly people called him Toff, T-O-F-F. Um, but for some reason, and I don't know, I don't think this is a thing you have to bleep out. I don't know. Um, but he did get called Top Titty a lot. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. They, they tried to, like, keep it, like, every so often it would slip from someone in like a on-camera interview, I feel like the guys, especially on, on that team, are well enough versed in like, please don't say stupid stuff like that on television. But especially online, it would uh, slip out. And I believe that his wife at her bachelorette party had like a custom bathing suit made that had like top titty written on it. And like the Kings <laughs> did little like emoji faces for all of their players a couple years ago. And so it was like the emoji face of Tyler Toffoli with that on it. So I don't, I don't know where it came from. I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> that, that is the dumb nickname, but the, the one that you'll hear on, on TV and stuff, it, they usually just call them Toff. They don't, they didn't do anything <laughs> stupid like Toffers or anything. I like, I now want to know where the top titty came from. Uh, we've already <laughs> actually answered Daniel Brock's question because we asked what kind of players does he need on the ice with him to maximize his potential. So we talked about that in our first segment and we have another question from, uh, I believe it is, uh, James Nicholson. Yes. And so he has two questions. How good is Dodger to Also, how many points will Tyler score not playing in LA? Oh, James. James is one of my uh, former writers from Jewels from the Crown back when I was running that and is equally sad as I am to, to <laughs> say goodbye to our boy. Um, Dodger Toffoli is the dog of Tyler of Toffoli course. and his wife. <laughs> and it, it for, first off, his wife is a really good Instagram follow just because she posts a lot of dog content and a lot of like... Tyler holding the dog content, which is really cute because the dog is like one of those Yorkies that oh. like it just like fits in his hands because he's <laughs> a large boy and the dog is very small. So Dodger Dodger Toffoli is absolutely perfect and just the tiniest little Yorkie. And there's lots of great pictures of him online in uh, I'm sure that they're going to get a very tiny Montreal Canadian sweater to put on the dog. Um, of course. But we, we we sort of joke that like the thing that stinks the most about losing Tyler is losing not only the dog Dodger but also his wife Cat who is a pretty good she I, I believe works I don't know if she, I'm pretty sure she still works for uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers and so that's kind of why the dog has that name too oh, but wow. uh, it, it's just it's very sad to lose both of them um, in addition to losing Tyler as a player. <laughs> Well, now, Scott, we have one more player slash player wife to stalk on online when we're doing our social media rounds. Um, Scott hates it when I call it stalking. <laughs> I'm way ahead of you, by the way, just so you're well aware. This dog is wearing a little pumpkin costume and I'm oh all Oh, my God. It, so I'm like... dying. 
I'm dying. All right, uh, let's really do quickly because I have a couple more questions. But let's do uh, James's question about how many points Tyler will score. Uh, does anybody want to do guesses? Let's do predictions that we will promptly forget. <laughs> hmm. So, do we think he's good for 50 points? If the power play works, yes. Uh. <laughs> like I'm hesitant to say 50 because like he'll just get like 49 or something like that, 47. Right, right. But I'm picturing like a 45 to 50 range. Like that's that's what I'm envisioning. Assuming yeah. he's healthy and the Canadians don't suck. Yeah, and I mean, if you look through his, his through his years, the one year that was just real hot garbage was the was the 2018-19 season where he had 34 points total, and that 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 year, I mean, a everyone on the Kings stinked that year, uh, and he just just it just wasn't a good year. I feel like you just need to scratch it. But every other season, you know, that he played a full ish season of, of games, he definitely is good for in that kind of upper forties points. I mean, even just in this past season, uh, 44 points over 68 games uh, on a bad, on a bad Kings team and on a Canucks team that he didn't have a whole bunch of time to get used to. Um, The Kings also have a terrible power play. So I'm sure that had the Kings power play worked a little better, he would have had even more points there as well. So that, I think that will be a big factor for him, but I'd say like upper forties. Yeah. That seems fair. Um, and then finally, I want to ask you about the cupcake. What 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 it is? What is it about the cupcakes? He's just a cupcake fan. So he he does have a little bit of a sweet tooth. And way back in kind of like his beginning year, you know, maybe rookie year with the Kings, um, he and Tanner Pearson were kind of were like the up and coming young kids along with Martin Jones. Uh, and so they did a lot of like just really fun goofy content with the three of them and first off there's like a i'm i'm just devastated that this this video isn't online anymore uh it got lost in the like some you know whether it was like the nhl purging their website or fox sports west getting rid of stuff uh it's not online all you can find is gifts of it but they did this tour of the house that um i think it was i think Tyler and Martin Jones lived together and Tanner came over all the time and just like slept there. Uh, just So just some really stupid content. And through all of that, you ended up finding out that like, A, he likes napping a lot, which as both a growing boy and a hockey player, like I get it. Uh, and also has a bit of a sweet tooth. And King's fandom basically latched onto that one weird little personal detail of you know, if he could eat any snack, it would be a cupcake and just ran with it. Absolutely ran with it. And so he some like some fans will even call him cupcake because of this. He did a promo with like the Kings media realized this was going on and sort of latched on for themselves. And um, he did like a promo with a cupcake shop in L.A., and they did like Kings themed cupcakes and he went to like help decorate them and everything. So it's really his own fault for opening his mouth and being like, I really like cupcakes. And uh, now it's just, it's stuck with him. Uh, and I'm sure that he, he hates it, but also given that he perennially looks like he's about like 16 years old, I, I don't know what they expect. Like, of course we're going to go with this. I'm all yeah, in favor of honestly, anything with cupcakes. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say cupcakes are delightful. And so it seems like Tyler Tifoli is also delightful. Scott, do you have any parting questions for our guests? 
I do not, because currently there is a video circulating Twitter of a Zamboni on fire in my hometown, and oh. I am... I have so many questions about why there's a Zamponi on fire. Uh, just, but I I have nothing. Tonight has been just a night of surprises. Thanks to Laura and Scott for chatting with me about Tyler Toffoli. You can find them on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can, of course, find their podcast wherever podcasts are available. Uh, like I said, they are delightful people. Their show is delightful. And if you're looking to keep up with Tyler Foley this coming season, go give them a follow. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. This show's on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast if you haven't already. If this is your first time here, go hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. Leave a rating or a review if you like what you're hearing. And of course, tell a friend all about it. Make sure if you've got a Kings fan in your life that they are tuning in to this podcast. Later in the week, I've got more from my conversation with Jared Ellis from Locked On Hurricanes, all about some current NHL events and uh, some fun content, too. So keep listening for that. Until next time, this has been Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.